Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Thursday, February 5th. And we start with local news. In a four-to-one vote, the Murray County Admin Committee voted last week to move a proposed 500-acre development to the Budget Committee for further discussion. The South Nashville Commerce Center development would occupy 500 acres on the eastern side of I-65 and would feature industrial, warehouse, hospitality, and retail space. The proposal includes 5.7 million square feet to be built over time, which would be utilized through Jim Warren to Port Royal Road and back to Saturn Parkway. Phil Pastan, president of developer The Richmond Company, said the journey began three years ago when the property was purchased by the entity GV Spring Hill LLC. This project will create thousands of jobs from multiple uses of the property, Pastan said. Over the last 24 months, we've received approvals from the planning staff at Spring Hill, the Board of Mayor and Aldermen, and Industrial Development Board from Spring Hill for the proposal, he said, which would segment an area to allow for a TIF, or tax increment finance. This would give us the opportunity to develop this by bringing utilities to these development sites, Pastan said, adding that the lack of roads and bridges over I-65 are not currently suited for the proposal. We have plans that we've been working on to build a new bridge, keeping the access over I-65 current and creating a new road with the right utilities in it, he said. Pastan said the proposed project would add 4,500 direct and indirect jobs with average wages greater than $57,000 and $260 million in annual wages. Just under $21 million would be geared to schools over the next 20 years. There will be $89 million in new tax revenue with the TIF. You have $14 million in debt service, and then there's that 60-40 split with just under $21 million going to the schools for their budget, he said. The balance would be used for the infrastructure, water, sewer, electric, and roads. County Commission Chairman Eric Previtti questioned the estimate of wages. I want to know who the company is, who the clients are, and where you're getting this estimate of $57,000 in wages, because these look like warehouse jobs to me, he said. I think it's misleading when you sit here and say there's no residential impact. There is going to be a residential impact because in Murray County, we only have 3% unemployment, so there's not many people looking for jobs right now. In other words, it's going to be people coming in, he said. District 8 Commissioner Ray Jeter voiced his concern over losing more farmland. Murray County is losing more and more farmland, and it is a concern, he said. I think the piece of this that we don't ever consider is it's the farmers that are selling this land to the developers, he said. In order to move forward with the development, the TIF must be approved by the county commission. Pastan said the goal is to receive approval by the end of the month before starting construction in late spring. Improvements to the bridge on I-65 and Rutherford Creek would soon follow. Growth pays for growth, and in this particular situation, we're sort of in the perfect situation to provide that, Pastan said. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee, Department of Economic and Community Development Commissioner Stuart C. McWhorter, and Armada Nutrition LLC officials announced this week the company will invest $5 million to expand production in Spring Hill. 
The leading contract manufacturer will create 50 new jobs in Murray County to support the company's increased demands in nutraceuticals. Armada Nutrition LLC is a subsidiary of Negase and Company Limited, which is based in Japan. Armada Nutrition specializes in manufacturing high-quality nutritional powders for national and global nutrition brands. Today, the company develops, processes, and packages its multi-ingredient powder solutions from its sole location in Spring Hill. Since 2020, the Tennessee Economic and Community Development Department has supported nearly 15 economic development projects in Murray County, resulting in approximately 3,400 job commitments and $4.8 billion in capital investment. I thank Armada Nutrition for its commitment to creating 50 new jobs for families in Spring Hill and Murray County. The exceptional workforce across this region will greatly benefit from these highly skilled positions, and we look forward to seeing the success that follows this expansion, said Governor Lee. Tennessee Economic and Community Development Commissioner Stuart McWhorter said, We are proud to have Armada Nutrition in Tennessee. This is a company that develops, processes, and packages its goods globally from its sole location in Murray County, and we hope to continue supporting this great brand to ensure its continued growth in the future. At Armada Nutrition, we're passionate about delivering high-quality nutritional products that empower people to live healthier lives, said Josh Lanigan, president of Armada Nutrition. This expansion signifies our dedication to continuous innovation and meeting the growing demand for premium nutritional solutions. But this investment isn't just about expanding our capacity, it's about investing in people. Creating 50 new jobs with excellent career opportunities brings us immense pride. We're confident this expansion will further solidify our modern nutrition's role as a major economic partner in Spring Hill and beyond, he said. Murray County's long-awaited new judicial center, which is on track to open in October, will receive two courthouse benches in an effort to preserve history from the old courthouse. The building committee, which met last Monday, approved the item unanimously following comments from County Commission Chairman Eric Previtti. There was a lot of concern about preserving history and memories from the old courthouse, Previtti said, adding that the benches will be refinished and possibly named after previous judges. Previtti said discussions will also be held in the next 60 days over naming the new meeting rooms. If a decision is made to name those rooms, it does need to be done soon, just because we're getting those plaques one time if they're bought, he said. The benches, which would be brought out of the circuit courtroom, would be used for the concourse for the clerk as a historic marker while bringing in a savings of approximately $4,000. Previtti said he would like to see the first floor of the old courthouse turned into a county museum, which would display artifacts of Murray County history. In an effort to free up room on the square, the second floor would become the county commission's meeting room. The rest of the second floor would become the mayor's office, plus meeting rooms and ADA-compliant bathrooms, he said. The third floor would become offices for the circuit court clerk staff. The idea will now be passed to the full commission to be voted on. The process of design and funding will begin upon approval. The commission is scheduled to meet next on February 20th. The Spring Hill Board of Mayor and Aldermen unanimously rejected the proposed Williamson County growth plan last week. City Administrator Pam Kasky, Alderman Trent Linville, and Vice Mayor William Pomeroy each said they believe the plan recommended by the Williamson County Growth Plan Coordinating Committee failed to follow state law. They cited the lack of expanded urban growth boundaries for the city of Spring Hill. 
We quoted the TCA standards on the urban growth boundaries as not having been followed. Utilities, growth, road planning, etc., Kasky explained. The legislation requires us to suggest an alternative. We went back with a map that said we want the northwest segment negotiated with the residents of the northwest and the city. It's a very small section of properties that we wanted the entirety of the east of 65 west of the Lewisburg Pike from the southern boundary of our city limits now to the Murray County line. That has been our stance from the beginning, she said. Kasky said the city's alternative also included the addition of a parcel on the east side of Lewisburg Pike, where the owner of the property had specifically requested to be in the urban growth boundary. Linville said he didn't think the plan complies with state law and would be voting to reject it. Pomeroy wanted the public to understand how other cities' requests to the coordinating committee had been handled. All the other municipalities in Williamson County, with the exception of a small portion of Thompson Station, Fairview, Nolansville, Brentwood, Franklin, they got most of their UGB requested from the Growth Planning Committee, Pomeroy said. I understand there is heartburn for residents east of I-65 from here. I get that, but we have a duty for the city of Spring Hill to protect our investments and ensure the coordinating committee follow the law. The entire board voted against the proposed plan. Parks and Recreation Director Al Ray presented an update on a $750,000 grant the county has received from the state for improvements to Kalioka Community Park during the February meeting of Murray County's Health and Environment Committee. Murray County acquired 16 acres on Mooresville Pike for a planned park in 2021. The, develop, the undeveloped land bordering a stream sits just west of the community center near the Kalioka Post Office and Kalioka Unit School. Included in the planned improvements via the local Parks and Recreation Fund are utilities, parking, signage, lighting, paving, a public picnic shelter, playground, restroom, and a walking trail with three picnic pads and tables. With a local match and consultant fees, the project is expected to cost just over $1.26 million, and the county has three years to complete the project. A budget amendment related to the grant was sent to the Budget Committee and should come before the full commission later this month. Ray also said he his department was working to update its master plan, which is, was last done in 2019. Public input meetings will be part of the process, and those meetings will be announced at a later date. Steve Thomas, Executive Director of Murray County Senior Citizens Incorporated, presented a request that the county fund the My Ride Murray program for the remainder of the 2023-2024 fiscal year and fully fund the program for fiscal year 24-25. The total cost for the remainder of the current fiscal year was estimated at $17,372. This program ceased operations in July of 2023 because of lack of funding after the grant ran out, Thomas said. Mayor Butt called me and said, let's talk about this. She asked Doug Luconin and I with, uh, I'm sorry, she tasked Doug Luconin and I with creating a proposal. The My Ride Murray program offered rides to seniors 60 and over who paid a $25 annual fee with a cost of $4 per trip. Rides required three-day notices and were offered Monday through Friday. Volunteers used their personal vehicles and were paid mileage. From July of 2022 through June of 2023, MyRide Murray served 42 total clients with a waiting list of over 60 and made 1,986 total trips covering 26,312 total miles. Most trips were to doctor's offices or other health care providers. 
The request was advanced to the Budget Committee for further consideration. If moved on to the full commission, it would come for a vote in March. A brief update on Murray County's beleaguered animal shelter was also presented by the interim director. Michaela Vandiver was has been serving as interim director since Caitlin Stewart was relieved of her position in late January. The county is currently taking applications for a full-time director. At the committee's January meeting, allegations of abuse and negligence at the Murray County Animal Shelter were presented by a former volunteer. County Mayor Sheila Butt said at the time she felt the shelter staff was working to improve conditions and needed time to make those improvements. Mayor Butt did not comment during the meeting on her decision to remove the director, ultimately. Of 62 total calls in January, Vandiver's report indicated that 32 were in unincorporated areas of Murray County and 23 in Columbia. Vandiver said the animal shelter had received a $2,000 grant from Best Friends that would be used to pay for drugs and medical supplies. Vandiver also said the shelter could be eligible for up to $20,000 in grant funding next year. One of the caretakers of Mount Pleasant's historical legacy now rests as part of that legacy with the passing of Irene Duggar. Duggar, who passed away at the age of 87 on January 22nd, was one of the co-founders of the Mount Pleasant Museum of Local History and served on the board as vice president and later president of the museums at the museum's inception in 1991 until the COVID-19 pandemic. In addition, Duggar, along with her husband, Jimmy, served over the years as the museum's manager, a role now held by her daughter, Sherry Hardison. My mother, my father, and a group of friends got together to discuss what they could do to make sure the history of the town and the history of the phosphate era could be told and live on, Hardison said. It went from a small two-room corner store to now in the former First Farmers and Merchants Bank, she said. Hardison said her mother had a knack for finding items of historical interest and talking the owners into either donating or lending them to the museum, which today is located at 108 Public Square in downtown Mount Pleasant. Duggar also had a passion for preserving the town's educational history via the Clark Training School, School, which served as the community's African-American school prior to desegregation, and the Haylong Grammar School as well. People need a place to preserve history. As the generations come and go, they are less interested in saving history, Hardison said. Most of what we had from Clark burned in 1993. It was so important to the first board members who came together and said, we've got to find a way to save our history. Duggar's love of history spread to the written word as well, as she authored four books on the area's history, including Mount Pleasant and its neighbors. Born in Summertown in 1936, Duggar grew up in Summertown as the middle child of five girls, where she excelled at sports before dropping out to help support her younger siblings. She would later earn her GED and during the 1980s earned an associate's degree in business from Columbia State Community College. Aside from her historical interests, Duggar served on various boards and committees, including the Murray County Democratic Council, the local Tree Drive, and as a sponsor, chaperone, and mentor of Mount Pleasant's Teen Youth Incorporated during the 1960s. She was also well-known in the community for her support of the local athletics teams, helping raise funds when needed. She devoted her life to helping others, trying to do whatever she could, Hardison said of her mother, She was just an amazing woman, and everyone would tell you that. Duggar also spent 39 years working in the Murray County court system, working her way up to Chief Deputy of the General Sessions II Court, which is located in Mount Pleasant. 
During her tenure, Duggar was given the nickname of the Governor by then-Judge Ed Workman for her dedication and knowledge of the court's workings. I was in my 20s when I first started here, and she was in general sessions. I didn't get to work side-by-side with her very much, but she did a great job in her leadership role, Murray County Circuit Court Clerk Sandy McLean said of Mrs. Duggar. Hosted by the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation and presented by First Farmers and Merchants Bank, the annual Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot will take place Saturday, April 6th at Riverwalk Park in Columbia. Proceeds from the 2024 Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot provide funding for Murray Regional Health's mobile medical unit, which delivers health care services to at-risk and underserved individuals throughout southern Middle Tennessee by providing basic health screenings, education, and resources. A portion of the proceeds from the Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot will also support the Foundation's Wellness and Aquatic Center Healthy Living Endowment and the Columbia Parks and Recreation Department. In addition, the Murray County School, with the most participation in the event, will receive a donation to the Physical Education Program from the Foundation. The Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot is a great tradition for both Murray County and the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation that helps support our mission of providing important healthcare services for individuals who may not otherwise be able to obtain care, Foundation Executive Director Joe Kilgore said. We are excited to host the Mule Kick 5K and look forward to an exciting race, he said. On Saturday, April 6th, the race will begin at Riverwalk Park in Columbia with an 8 a.m. start for the 5K and a 9.15 a.m. start for the One Mile Trot. Both runners and walkers are encouraged to participate. Participants may register for the race online at runsignup.com forward slash mulekick5k. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Mr. Charles Eret Pop Morton III, 82, died February 13th at his residence on Brooker Farm Road in Hampshire, Funeral services for Mr. Morton will be conducted on Friday at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Worley Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Thursday from 4 to 7 p.m. and Friday from 10 a.m. until time of the services at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer. And why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors. 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern middle Tennessee weather, we will see mostly sunny skies with a high of 66 degrees. Winds will be out of the west-southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we expect mostly cloudy skies and a low of 38 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. 
Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. When you bank local, you get local expertise. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers. We've supported families, individuals, and businesses of Middle Tennessee for over a century. You are more than an account number. You are our community, and we're committed to helping you thrive. Switch to First Farmers, visit myfirstfarmers.com, or call 1-800-882-8378. Member FDIC. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Deciding what your next home will look like, cost in construction, or timing can be intimidating. At The Wave Realty, our licensed general contractors help take the fear out of home building by walking you through the step-by-step process of estimating the cost and designing the look that you desire. You can even stay in your house until your new house is finished. Do you have a family farm or a piece of land you would like to build on? Our prices start at $195 a square foot and include brick and nice finishes. Come by our office and see what we can do for you at 800 Hatcher Lane in Columbia or call us at 931-580-4669. 
Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Verilis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. As the early voting period for the presidential preference primary begins this week, Tennessee Secretary of State Trey Hargett reminded all voters about an opportunity to honor Tennessee's and our nation's heroes through the Honor Vote program. Free and open to all registered voters in Tennessee, Honor Vote allows voters to dedicate their vote to anyone currently serving in or a veteran of the U.S. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, or Tennessee National Guard. Our heroic service members and veterans have fought to preserve our many freedoms and constitutional rights, including our right to vote, said Secretary Hargett. Signing up for Honor Vote and casting a ballot during the 2024 election cycle is one small way that all registered Tennessee voters can thank those who have served and those continuing to serve, he said. Honor Vote participants will receive an information guide and an official 2024 Honor Vote button that they can wear while casting their ballot. We are incredibly grateful to all who serve, as well as our veterans for their dedication to Tennessee and our nation, said State Coordinator of Elections Mark Goins. Through Honor Vote and by voting during the 2024 election cycle, all registered Tennesseans have an opportunity to express their gratitude to those historic individuals for the extraordinary sacrifices they make. All Honor Vote dedications are posted on the official Tennessee Honor Vote list on GoVoteTN.gov. Participants are encouraged to share their dedication on their social media accounts as well, using the hashtags TNHonorVote and GoVoteTN. Early voting runs through February 27th. For more information or to register your vote dedication, visit GoVoteTN.gov forward slash honor. The state of Tennessee has used more than 5 million pounds of asphalt patch following last month's record-setting snowstorm. According to the Tennessee Department of Transportation, approximately 5.4 million pounds of hot mix and cold patch have been used statewide from January 22nd through February 11th, approximately 2 million pounds of which was used in our region, Region 3, which encompasses Nashville and much of Middle Tennessee. TDOT reports that it has patched 50% more potholes in January 2024 than in January of 2022 and 2023, and it's continuing to work to address potholes across the state, with some patching and paving projects expected to continue into the spring and early summer weather-dependent. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Living with a worn joint can be painful and frustrating. Leave your joint pain in the past with a joint replacement procedure at Murray Regional Health. Our joint replacement program has been recognized in the top 10% of the nation for medical excellence and patient safety thanks to our highly skilled and experienced surgical staff who perform progressive procedures for the knees, hips, shoulders, elbows, and ankles. For more information, go to murrayregional.com slash joint replacement. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. 
Have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I'm grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street, across from the fire station. We're also online at huntercary.com. That's huntercary.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. The Storybook Storybook Trail, located along the Nature Trail in Murray County Park in Columbia, hosts monthly seasonal stories that the entire family can enjoy. The March story is The Hike by Allison Farrell, with lyrical language that captures the majesty of the natural world, coupled with fun narratives featured throughout. The spirited picture book tells the victorious story of three girls' friendship and their tribulations and triumphs in the great outdoors. To access the trail, enter Murray County Park and continue straight on the main park road past the Kids' Kingdom playground on the right and continue straight up the hill. Halfway up, there's a trailhead with parking on the right. The storybook trail features storybooks presented on child height panels along a short accessible trail to promote adult-child interaction around books and nature in a healthy outdoor activity. Books are rotated monthly, so there's always a new seasonal story to enjoy. Murray County Park is located at 1018 Murray County Park Drive in Columbia. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.